Listening to your favorite CGSW programming just got even easier with the brand new CGSW radio app. With over 110 music shows, podcasts, and multicultural programs, you can listen to the shows you love and find new ones that fit with genres or categories you're interested in. Look up CJSW on the App Store or Google Play now and download it onto your phone to bring CJSW with you wherever you go. Hello and welcome to Accessible Airways on CJSW 90.9 FM. This program is dedicated to the education and exploration of disabled life. Giving voice to the life and experience of people with disabilities. We cover a wide array of issues and disabilities. We are people who discuss issues we are passionate about. And topics we are interested in. We show how disability is in in the the mind mind of the beholder. I am Adam Cairns, your host for this episode. I am talking to Michael Jocks. Michael is a writer of two books, Can't Read, Can't Write, Here's My Book. And second, I Belong, Can I Play? As he can't read or write, he has found a creative way to adapt to challenges and inspire many people. His father, Marcel, will be also participating and assisting Michael. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Accessible Airways on Jesus W9.9 FM. I'm Adam Kearns. I am talking to Michael Jacques. Michael is a writer of two books called Can't Read, Can't Write, Here's My Book. And the second, I Belong, Can I Play? He uses speech-to-text to write his books. Michael is also the president of the Community Living Ontario and has been a motivational and inspirational speaker at elementary schools, high schools, universities, colleges. He has been a keynote speaker at many conferences. His father, Marcel, will also be participating and assisting Michael. Hello, Michael, and welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks for having me today. Hey, Adams. I'm Marcel. Michael Stenick sitting beside me. And we're here to have a great conversation with you. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Thank you, Thank you for joining us. Uh, Michael, could you tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you came to be here today? Yes, for sure. So I'm Michael Jacques. I live in Niagara Falls, well, in uh, Ontario, uh, around the Niagara Falls area. Um, so, and also too, is why I'm here today is I wrote two books, Can't Read, Can't Write. Here's a book. I belong. Can I play? Uh, I have, I have love experience. I have autism, intellectual disability myself. I can't read or write. So I use technology to write my first book and I want to show that anything's possible with lots of hard work and dedication. And that's why I believe I'm here today talking to you, Adam, today. How did you come up with the idea of writing your life experiences in your book? Here's my book. Um, for me, is when I was in elementary school and high school, I would see people reading and learning and having fun and laughing um, at all the time when reading books. And I felt excluded in the sense because I couldn't read or write. So I thought to myself, 
I always wanted to, I got technology with me, so I used my technology to do things. So I said, you know what? Let's try to write a book. So I write a book using technology, and I thought of my own ways to do things. And that's what it comes about as I start reading and writing my own way, thinking outside the box. So if I could just jump in. So when Michael started to write his first book, uh, he wasn't thinking about writing a book, to be quite honest. He just wanted to do a daily journal. So that was Michael's intent. So he was doing a daily journal. How long, Michael? For five years. So he's doing a daily journal for five years and almost every day. And so, you know, at the beginning, it, it just, you just wanted to see if he can use technology and start something to write and stuff like that. And, and he was doing that on his own independently. And, uh, myself, and my wife did not know he was doing this. He just wanted to do this. It was a goal that he set and he was doing that for five years. Now think about that. What were you doing five years ago? That's how long it took Michael to write his first book, the printed word at least. And then obviously to design the book and to print it and publish it, print it and get it out there. Take a long time. Take a long time. But anyway, going back. So Michael, you know, you did that for five years until what happened? Uh, when uh, Christmas, my sisters came down, I have an older sister. She asked me to use my iPad to watch Netflix. I said, sure, go right ahead. Being an older sister, she snooped to my iPad, signed upon my notes, write about herself first. And then she went down and said, Michael, what do you want to do with this? I said, I'd like to write a book. And then that's how it all came about. Yes. So five years of journal writing, a snooping sister. They decided, <laughs> what the heck, let's do the book because he had the material, right? And that's how it started. I get you. I totally get it. And you did, <laughs> it did also mention that uh, you also wrote a children's book. What is the idea of the that brought up? Like, I oh. belong, I could play. Um, yeah, so with that one, it's a funny story. Well, because I was wanted, uh, I was wanted to write a children's book, and people and everybody and everybody was allowed to do my presentations, and everybody asked everything about doing a children's book. I said, yes. Well, what happened was there was a Heather Gale, she's a co writer. With me, with I belong, can I play? She reached out to me. Um, she read my book at she got she was my first book at a Sobe store. She grabbed it, she bought it, she read the book, and she contacted me. And she said, "You know what?" She said, "Hi, I am Heather Gale. I write children's books um, for a living." And she just said, are you interested to co-write with me a children's book? I said, you know what? Actually, I am because I was thinking about doing that, but we don't know how to do it. So, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes life gives you opportunities and you just have to take it. So I just said, okay. Um, yeah, so me and her were talking uh, for a long time, not as long as my five years, um, my first book, but it was long enough time. And we had some people um, that uh, we just uh, reached out to us, and we were also another, um, another nonfiction book about my life in elementary school and belonging on teams. Because usually for me, uh, like what I was talking about when I was in elementary school, I was excluded at recess time because I was tall. I was always the tallest person in the class. I was very clumsy. I didn't understand the rules. And when I didn't understand the rules, they were changing on me. And then so basically, so that's why, so I just say to the boys and girls, when I do presentations for them, I just say, you know what? It's not about trophies. It's not about having fun. Include everyone. It makes you feel sad. We're not included. It doesn't matter if you have disabilities or not. You're still not included. It makes you feel sad. When So I talk about that, and I talk about Special Olympics as well. And I just said that was my team. So I talk about Special Olympics 
that's very important to me to belong and to be part of a team, but also too is when it comes to um uh for team being team members for like my work where I am now and a whole bunch of different things that help me be a team member. So it was interesting because at the very beginning when Michael started the the answer your question, it was another author reached out to Michael and the two of them collaborated. And I would say for about a year, you know, talking about because it's a nonfiction, it was all about Michael's story. And, you know, the focus on that, you know, came from the fact that when he was in elementary school, he was excluded at recess. And he, and he said, I know he made a bit of a mistake there. Recess is all about having fun. It's all about having fun. And that was the whole thought through the book. And when he shares, because he does presentations in elementary school, he makes them aware of their behavior, students aware of their behavior, that when they exclude people, it makes them feel sad. And, you know, they not, a lot of times they're not being malicious. They just want the best team out there at recess because they want to win. And it's recess is not about winning. It's about having fun. So that's how that all started. And towards the end of the book, it talks about Special Olympics because Special Olympics is really important to Michael. And that's where he, he learned his teamwork skills you know, those types of skills that are needed in work, his workplace and uh, being the president of community Ontario and all those things. So, you know, it was, you know, it was just great. And the fact that Re Heather reached out to us yeah. to do that book. Wow. Um, so yeah, so you mentioned Special Olympics is important to you and it's something that you come, it came involved with as a child. Uh, what is it like for you and uh, what kind of sports did you take actually in special Olympics? I'm curious of out of me um for me is uh, I, I started special Olympics when i was 13. i'm 31. uh do the math if you can <laughs> a long time because i can't <laughs> but a long time 31 years i think or something well, like that. Not, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well anyway let them do the math you're not, you're not a math magician. Michael's not a math magician. <laughs> oh, anyway, so, but, like yeah. but but for me, with my sports, I play is basketball and baseball. Obviously, because um, it's a radio, uh, you can't see me. I'm six four or six three, six four doesn't really matter. But I'm very tall, so I'm very useful at basketball because all I do is reach up for my arms. And I get rebounds and give it to people that want to run because I'm not one of all people I like to run. <laughs> and I don't like to jump either, but that's a different story. <laughs> but another one I do is baseball. I like baseball a lot. I'm very good at it. I can hit the ball literally far and I can also pick the field of where one hits uh, as well. So uh, it's good, good skills. But I never get home run because I don't like running. I usually go to third base and then that's it. <laughs> And then it might need oxygen if I, if I don't be going further. Michael, you would never require oxygen because of running because he just doesn't run. That's the truth. He's telling you the truth. The guy does not like to run. And he plays two running sports. But you know what? It's about Special Olympics and having fun, right? That's I that's the goal. Agree. And then over the years, Michael's gotten better in running, not much. Mm -hmm. uh, and baseball, you know, like you said, he can hit the ball really far and he can hit it in the opposite field. Those are really good skills to have. But he never gets a home run. Most Special Olympic athletes would get a home run. Michael does it mm -hmm. uh, because that whole running issue. And the other thing in baseball, he doesn't like to bend either in baseball. So a lot of the ground balls just go through his leg. But uh, that's another story. So he just likes having fun, and it's uh, and that's what Special Olympics is all about. Yeah, and I also got bronze medal one time in basketball as well at provincial games. At yes. provincial games. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Holy. 
did you experience any frustrations when writing your books and how did you overcome them if you did? Um, yes, um, for me is, you know, technology is not great, but it, I wouldn't have this book if, uh, if, uh, if we didn't have technology. Uh, but for me, I have a speech impediment, so words come out incorrectly almost all the time because lots of different words that would make sense to me in my brain doesn't make sense to the technologies. Like, for example, when I say dessert, come out desert. So basically, so there's like some of those things are very frustrating for me. Um, but we had to overcome them. I had to think of sometimes different words, different kind of meetings, things like that. Uh, believe it or not, I even got writer's block. I get to make no sense to me because I can't read or write. I, I got writer's block, but somehow I did. Um, but there are some days where I did that and I just kind of pace around downstairs in my lovely basement and I just kind of figure out their own way. And, you know, you just have to think outside of skills, play it down for a little bit. Um, listen to music, go for walks, do whatever that you need to do uh, so you're not frustrated anymore and just continue doing it because you can't give up in life when something's hard, as you guys know. Um, so you just have to think outside the box and just keep on going. Yeah, so so Michael using his technology, speech to text, he would, you know, he had his iPad, he would speak into his iPad, then he'd have Siri play it back to him and he'd hear those errors. Like the one he gave was... Uh, dessert and desert. But another one that he talks about in his book was the word exactly. So when he spoke the word exactly into his iPad, what the iPad heard was Zach Lee. So Michael would hear that, he'd say, you know, I didn't say Zach Lee, I said exactly. So those are the errors he would encounter. And, you know, so he'd try to self-correct, try to think of another word, sometimes delete a word, delete a sentence, delete a paragraph, whatever the case might be. Um, never giving up, doing that for five years. You know, when he speaks to elementary school students, he'll say, okay, if the teacher gives you 15 minutes to do a daily journal, you might get a half a page. But for Michael to get a half a page of text, doing it that way, speaking in the iPad, Siri playback, self-correct, it might take him an hour just to get a half a page of text. Did that five years. Like I keep going to five years. That's a long time, never giving up. But he had a goal. He wanted to do something. So... Anyway, I did it. He did it. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a member of Accessible Airways uses technology to support communication. Was it easy for you to write your book with your iPad? And how long have you been using your speech to a text app? Um, for me, it is like I said, it was challenging sometimes. Uh, but I used it, my I, my speech to text uh, technology app for a while. I actually used it. I figured out in uh, high school. I think it was high school. We used different technologies, but speech to text technology helped me the best. And at, at first, it was frustrating, but this is the, the technology helped me talk to my friends, uh, my friend Daniel on like on the in, like uh, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and things like that, and Instagram. Is it perfect? No. But you have to keep on going back to it. If we didn't have it, I would not be talking to people, you know, and things like that. So it's not the best, but hey, it worked for me. And, you know, there's some times where I talk to people and um, just because like for me, like, I have to copy and paste it and things like that. And you have like, like you have like 10 or 11 more text messages or the Facebook things or some of that to go through. Um, sometimes it could be frustrating, like, 
I was like, wait a minute, yes. so, guys, I, I'm using my speech and text technology. I got copying and paste, you know, give me a, give me a couple minutes. It's going to take a the response is going to take me a while. Yeah, a lot of people will text each other and it's immediate for Michael to do that because he can't read or write. He requires the technology. So if they send him a message, they got to give him some time to respond to it because he has to have Siri read it to him. He's got to cut and paste, have Siri read it to him, then respond, cut and paste, put it, put it back into the to the, the text. So that takes time. So it's not immediate. And you know, with technology, Michael did start in high school, but over time, as everyone knows, technology gets better, right? So at the beginning stages, the technology wasn't that good. But over time, it gets better. And even since the last 10 years, since Michael started, technology has gotten better as well. So, you know, that's the good news. Things that were started, you know, 15 years ago are much better now. So, you know, anyway, it, I, things are getting better. Everything's getting better. And that's the perfect. Yep. What words of wisdoms would you give to the listeners that have had uh, bad experiences in school with reading, writing, and like yourself might be nervous to try again? Uh, for me, I was, I was going to say, you know what? I'm never giving up. Um, you know, think outside the box. Um, look at me. I wrote. I wrote two books. I can't read or write. I using. Uh, I using speech and text technology. I would use different things that work for me. Like for me, I have no concept of time. I use a timer for my work. Uh, the breaks for breaks and lunches and things like that. So there's different technology or whatever. I just say whatever works for you. Maybe technology and things won't work for you, but whatever you whatever you come up with, and you have your you have your family or whoever that's in your life, you're um, you're a support group, and uh, to help you find different ways, anything's possible. Never giving up um, because it's not good to give up. It makes you feel sad when you, when you give up, and you know just keep on going through, and you know and and. And think of all the great things you can do is because look, sky's the limit. Look at me. And problem solve is the biggest thing. Yeah, you know, life's not perfect. So, you know, in, in school, life wasn't perfect. After school, life is not perfect. You will always encounter difficulties. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can learn in school is how to problem solve. And you learn from your mistakes, too. You know, you might make a mistake, but you'll learn from it. But so you develop those really good problem solving skills in school that will be with you for your life because school is not going to be with you forever. Those teachers and educators aren't going to be with you. You know, here in Ontario, you know, Michael, high school kids can stay in high school to age 21 if they need to or seven years of high school. So Michael stayed right to 21. But you know what? The best thing was was him to develop those independent skills. And was at times, in the, was it frustrating? Sure. But that didn't stop him. You know, he focused, he focused, the educators focused on everything that Michael could do. And those weaknesses, think outside the box. And, you know, you, you can't get frustrated. You can, but you, you don't let that stop you from moving forward and being successful. And, yeah, and, and develop those problem-solving skills. And also to acknowledging it. And, you know, and just be like, you know what, this is very frustrating. Because I have no problem saying it's very frustrating. But you have to overcome it. You can't let it dwell and not like, yeah. define mm -hmm. you and all that stuff what a great. move forward move forward mm -hmm. totally we found it very compelling that you created your books and run your business with help of those around you could you tell us what the roles are and why 
you wanted your friends, family to be part of this experience? Um, yeah, so I just say that um, it's like uh, I have a village in my area in Fine Shell. I got like, I had lots of support for everybody, but my sister, she um, she's, a gra- she's a graphic designer, so she helped me design my books, my everything that you see, my um, websites, everything else with her and her husband and some of her friends that helped over with me over the years of creating my books, designing my books, doing the drawings that you would see if you saw my books, things like that. Um, Heather Gale came in and gave me a chance to write a children's book. Uh, my mom was the biggest fan. Uh, she is, she would take a microphone or this uh, of this podcast we're talking right now. She was with us. She was with us. I would not have one word in. You think I'm a, if you think me and my dad are talkers? There's nothing compared to my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Hours. And, but it's a good thing sometimes. And also (laughs) is that my dad is, uh, the brains. He is the finance and all those things. He gave me places and, all that stuff. So he does the rest of the stuff, shipping, business, business uh, driving me around, all that stuff, keeping me on track, all that stuff. That's why he's here today to keep me on track, all that stuff. And you have your organizations that you've been involved that, with? I have all my organizations I'm involved with as well. I am, um, so basically, like some of my dad said, I'm the president for Kula, Ontario. It's not a tokenism. It's like because I have lots of stuff to offer and they can see it and they see um, my potential and they can see that I can actually run the board and things like that. So I have help, yes, but my dad doesn't, is never really a part of like with me lots of times. It's just me running the business uh, when it comes to community Ontario. And also too is that for Special Olympics as well and Rotary Club, I'm part of my local Rotary Club as well. And also, too, is giving back is very important. And so, anything else? Well, so Michael's, I think, hit the key partners. But you know, he also, we also oh, have Sobeys. Sobeys, absolutely. Because um, he works at Sobeys, been there how many years? Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 years. 13 years. Mm-hmm. So, these, these organizations like Community Living, uh, Special, or Special Olympics, Sobeys, they were part of Michael's uh, journey as well. Because when Michael was younger, we we relied on the local community living organizations to support Michael. We relied on Special Olympics to provide that support from a, a physical aspect to develop team skills and things of that nature. And so yeah. as well. They certainly helped him develop his team uh, work abilities and things of that nature. So there's other organizations that have over the years that have helped Michael get to where he's at now. And they always, they always saw my full potential and they they never, um, they made sure that I can do what I can do and they, all that stuff of like that. So they do lots of different things. They didn't feel sorry for me. They made sure that I do the work uh, correctly and all things like that. And if they have any questions, they always give me the support, but they made sure all that stuff. So yeah, lots of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we understand that you volunteer your time locally, provincially, and federally. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do for your volunteer work? Um, for volunteering, so you've sort of touched upon so a little bit. I've, 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 yeah, I've touched upon a little bit. So I am president for Kuala Ontario, and also too is that I'm also part of the Rotary Club, 
And I also am part of MACSI as well, special education for the school yeah. board. You know, I'll just jump in real quick just to uh, tighten it up a little bit. So yeah, Michael volunteers locally with the Rotary Club and everyone knows about the Rotary Club. He also uh, volunteers provincially. As he said, he's the president of community living, or community living uh, Ontario, which, um, you know, they're responsible. There's about 105 organizations, local community living organizations that are part of community Ontario. So that's a provincial organization and their, and their functions to ensure that people with intellectual dis disabilities live, thrive and work in their own communities. So they provide support to the local community living organizations. And he's president of that. And because he's president of community living Ontario, he happens to be part of Inclusion Canada, which is the federal equivalent of community living Ontario. So all the provinces and territories they meet a few times a year, and their mandate is to ensure people with intellectual disabilities that their needs are being met locally in their own communities. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, the Inclusion Canada, there's a lot of uh, uh, politics involved in working with MPs to ensure things happen. Uh, Michael being president of Keeling, Ontario, there's lots of provincial organizations. So, you know, provincially ensuring that people's needs are being met in their own communities. So he does that. And so a, a, well, he has a powerful voice. He has a strong voice. In addition, the Minister of Education three years ago in Ontario appointed Michael to a committee. They meet three, three times a year. And basically, this committee provides advice to the Minister of Education on issues of special education in all the schools in Ontario from kindergarten to grade 12. So he's been doing that for three years now. And it's an interesting committee. Because there's about 30, 35 people that sit there and they provide advice to the Minister of Education on special education. Yeah. Michael's the only one that has lived experience at that committee. So Michael does have a, a strong voice there as well. So he's left education high school 10 years ago, but he still has a huge impact on special education in the province of Ontario. So he does that as well. So does he volunteer? Absolutely. He gives back to his community, which is really, really important. Yes. Oh, oof. Michael, you have also done presentations and talks with different groups of people. Can you tell us what has been like for you and what places you have been able to present to? Um, yes, I speak to universities, colleges, agencies, elementary schools, high schools, community, uh, so the community living stuff as well, but also in the community um, where I'm from, uh, EAs, teachers. Um, I also went to police college yesterday uh in elmer uh do police college so basically all the there's uh 450 candidates um every year i've been there for five or four years not 100 sure but a long time so everybody knows me now everybody says hi how's it going in the community and things like that you know it's very important um to talk to everybody reach to them and to show that anything's possible and um i'm very grateful I also do school boards as well, um, and yep. I think that's everywhere. I think I've touched on everything. Michael's done multiple presentations pre-COVID, and in 18 months, he probably did 200 presentations, live presentations. When COVID hit, and since then, he's done mainly virtual presentations. Well, just definitely through COVID, it was all virtual. Now mm -hmm. we're switching back to some live presentations, and his audience expand from from students to teachers to parents to organizations 
to you name it, he has spoken to him. Like he said, we were at the Ontario Police College yesterday. He goes there three times a year. Each time there's 450 police candidates that he speaks to, and he's been doing that for four years. So over the last four years, every police officer in the province of Ontario, the new ones, have heard Michael's story. So, and universities, local universities, um, colleges. So he has spoken to a wide range of, of uh, audiences across Ontario, actually across Canada, virtually, um, British Columbia, Alberta, you know, we've done a lot. He's been to Winnipeg a few times too. So, um, yeah, the audience is buried. The, the people, you know, uh, want to hear Michael's story. And it's really, a, it's one of inspiration to inspire others to know that anything is possible. And very, and I'm very excited for all the opportunities. Awesome. How can others wanting to have you to present to them make arrangements for this? Well, maybe I'll just jump in real quick. If anyone wants to, if anyone wants to know more about Michael, just go to his website, www.heresmybook.com. That's one word. Here's my book. www.heresmybook.com. You can contact Michael there to do presentations. You can see we what we've posted on there are some of the more interesting stories about Michael and links to webcasts, podcasts, um, interviews. He's been on TV numerous times here in Ontario, but also on the East Coast of Canada. Uh, he's been in the Globe and Mail, magazines, you know, new, newspapers, tons of them. So you can go in there and you can learn more about Michael just on his website under news and events. You can purchase Michael's books there as well on our website because, see, we're self-published. So we don't have a big publisher doing that for us so you can purchase a book on his website and you can also go and check you can check out the different things like there's a there's different links i'm on facebook twitter and instagram and linkedin as well and all, all the social media because we rely heavily on social media that's how michael's story gets out there social media awesome. um and like i said you can contact them there purchase books there learn more about michael it's a it's a easy website like you know it's it's Students can use it. Adults can use it. My dad can use it. Yes. So it's a person friendly. If I can use it, anyone can use it. So if I can use that, I can even use it. <laughs> so, you know, there you go. It's an easy website to, to maneuver, get through. So there's lots of stuff there. Again, it's www.heresmybook.com and check it out. We are all aware that you give back to many people in many ways. Uh, can you tell us where some of your proceeds from your books go to? Um, yeah, so I give back to uh, Community Living Ontario, Special Olympics uh, in Canada um, as well. I give those two because they're very important to me because they've been part of my life for a very long time. And it's very important to give back when you can uh, with time and money. If you can, it's very important to give back to your communities or wherever you can. It's very important. So those two organizations are important, Michael. So right from the very beginning, says that we have to help these people out, like these organizations. I said, no problem. I'm his banker, by the way. So I yeah. said, okay, how can we do this? So we decided to do, Michael, the sales of each book, Michael gives partial proceeds mm -hmm. uh, to those two organizations. And knowing that, you know, being his banker, I have to look after Michael when he's retired. So the other money that we do generate, and it's not a lot, we're not millionaires, 
the, the money that we do generate, I put into our DSPs and hopefully you know what those are because what a great investment for a person with a disability. So that's what we do. So Michael gives back time and he gives back money. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I know you already mentioned the website and stuff, and um, but how could they contact yourself or Marcel or Michael on your website? Yeah, on his website, there's a little thing at the top that says contact. Hit that, and that will, that will come to us. Whether they want to speak to me or Michael, that will definitely come to us. And there's other things, as I said, on his website there. Um, and I should note that uh, Michael's books are available on the Apple Bookstore. So if anyone who cannot read or write can purchase a digital copy of the book and have their technology read it to them. Yeah, it was very important that I had that as well. And I also have in French and English both books as yeah, well. Both books are in French and English. Awesome. Electronically and print copies. Oh. Wow. And if you get them, I'll sign them for you. It's usually $9.95, but they use free. What? Signatures? Signatures. Michael does not charge for signatures. Like at all. Just at all. What a guy who's watching too much TV. But wait, there's more. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is there anything else you'd like to add today or we missed in this interview? Um, for me, uh, no, just to never give up. Anything's possible. And thank you very much for having me today. And um, talk to you soon. And have, wow. a, have a great day. I'm very excited to be here, Adam. Yeah. And you know what? For any of your listeners, if they want to know more about Michael, want to talk to Michael, want to buy a book, want to contact him for... A presentation. It's it's his website. Here's my book.com. You did did we ever talk about how much the books are? Oh no, I guess we haven't. We should give you that information. Yes. His Please do. Book. Please do. Can't read, can't write. Here's my book. Those are twenty dollars plus HST. His second book, I Belong, Can I Play? They're fourteen dollars plus HST. So that's the cost of the books. Um and if you're ordering online, obviously I have to add a shipping cost to it too. But anyway, um, those that's the cost of the books. Um, and you know, it's Michael's ultimate goal is to share a story to change the mindset of people, change their thinking process, know that anything is possible. Look, Michael can't read, can't write. You know, he's got autism, intellectual disability, and look what he has accomplished. I mean, there's we've only spoken a little bit about what Michael's accomplished. There's a lot you know, more. There's a lot more. You know, Michael's received international recognition through the Queen's Commonwealth Trust as well. And that's, you know, there's young, if you're not familiar with the Queen's Commonwealth Trust, just check out their website. It was established by Queen Elizabeth five years ago, four years ago. And it's to showcase young adults making a change in the 53 Commonwealth countries. Well, Michael's story is there. And he's a change maker. So he now has international recognition from around the world, you know. Um, so we're very proud of Mike when you reach that 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 part of his life from a, a, a person that can't read and write being recognized internationally in the Queen's Commonwealth Trust. Mm. So, and that's just you know we could go on and on and on. But anyway, you don't have we don't have that much time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're not, we're not much time. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Good. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Oh, no worries, and thank you for joining us. That was Michael and Marcel. His father talking to me on Zoom. They were very fun guests to have on the show. 
We talked about his books that he wrote and faced hardships and learned from them. You have been listening to Accessible Airways on CGSW 90.9 FM.